Podcasting from their headquarters on the East Coast, there are assembled the world's four greatest nerds, opinionated on the best and worst of pop culture. Stan Gadurski, Ryan Marlowe, Chris Sampson, Andy Carasquillo. Their mission, to talk about video games, comics, anime, movies, and everything else. To complain about that which is wrong and annoying. And to serve all pod kind. They are the Super Nerd Pals. Dio's Revenge At the end of the 19th century, on a country estate in England, the nobleman Sir Joster lived with his unlikely ward, a boy named Dio. Sir Joster had been Dio's guardian ever since Dio's father had saved Joster's life and sacrificed his own under mysterious circumstances. Dio should have been grateful, but he had not inherited his father's selfless character. Instead, he plotted to take possession of Sir Joster's fortune. Disguising himself with a strangely powerful mask, Dio became an immortal monster. He waged war on Sir Joster, but was repeatedly driven off by the nobleman's son, Jonathan. After a series of long, vicious battles, Dio was defeated and imprisoned deep under the ocean. One hundred years have passed. A bizarre iron coffin is discovered near the Canary Islands in the Atlantic Ocean. In Japan, Jotaro Kujo, known to his friends as Jojo, awakens one morning feeling very weird. Something strange happened to him during the night. During his restless dreams, Jojo felt as if another being were taking over his psyche. Recently, Jojo's mother, Hale, had, been ser- had fallen seriously ill. It was learned that she had been overcome by The Stand. This overpowering, mysterious, psychic inner persona would attack without warning. Could Jojo also be affected by The Stand? That day, Jojo learns the cause of his mother's mysterious condition. Dio has risen from the deep. In order to defeat Dio and save Hale, Jojo and his friends head to Egypt. There they hope to discover the answer to the puzzling illness and unsettling dreams. However, legions of Dio's savage minions will do anything to stand in their way. Oh my- Alright, I have so many questions. (laughs) One, is it actually spelled Joester as in J-O-S-T-E-R instead of Joestar? It is Joester. How are they spelling- was it Holly? H-O-L-L-E-Y. Holly. (laughs) Holly. And if you're if you're listening to this right now, uh, that was the manual description of the storyline for Stardust Crusaders on the PS1 version of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, which is incredibly hard to find. It it got removed from the PSN like 2013, and that was JoJo's Bizarre Reading. Yeah. Oh, that was so good. I mean, I've never actually played the video game, but, like, the video game, well, it was a meme spun off or inspired by the video game. That was my first ever exposure to JoJo, and that was, like, in high school. 
yeah. and I never knew. I never, I wasn't actually, I didn't actually know what it was, but it was just so amazing. And now, now I need, I, now I need a copy. I need to find one. Yeah. So, so uh, a little shout out to Sebastian and Andy for getting me a copy of this because yeah, for, for the above reasons. Greatest gift ever. What's up pals. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host today. Uh, what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, tired moment. Alright. My restart. All right. No, we're kicking it. No, fuck that. Restart. What's up, pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is Super Nerd Pals, episode 106. I'm your host, Andy Carasquillo. I'm Chris Sampson. And I'm eating chips. <laughs> I knew you were going to say something about the chips. I'm saying Gadurski. I take a potato chip and I eat it. And then he does his laundry. <laughs> What's going, up, guys? guys? Do we have anything Doing planned good? this week? Oh, uh, me and Chris did our own little game plan. Okay. Uh, Don't tell me what it is. We How about failed to let stand. Let's just go. Let me figure it out. It's fine. It's fine. Rides away. She's she's coming back from DC from a wedding. And, you know, we're lost without her, so we're just winging it. This is what happens when Ryan, like, leaves for a week. <laughs> we got too Audio used to her, and, and shit just falls Skype apart. blows up. <laughs> Zen character gets hacked. Uh, horrible. So do we have any actual, like, news today? Oh, I actually have some news Really? Because it was um, April Fool's Day, and everything is garbage trash. That's yeah. very true. <laughs> Um, I think news number one: Zac Efron is Venom. April Fools! This is shit. <laughs> what else is there? Uh, oh, Tales of Vesperia coming to PS4. April Fools! Fresh direct pitless avocados sent to your house. April Fools! Oh, you want you want to see the new episode of Samurai Jack? April Fools! Rick and Morty, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up this morning ready to watch the new episode of Samurai Jack, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. <laughs> you have that recorded? Yeah, because I, I it, the DVR set to record Samurai Jack, so instead it recorded what was in Samurai Jack's time slot, Rick and Morty, season three, episode one, or whatever. That's amazing. Which I want to see, so it's kind of good that it recorded it, because I have it now, and I can watch it whenever, because I haven't seen it yet. But now I had to do a second recording for the new Samurai Jack. Um, yeah. That makes sense. But for actual non April Fool's news, um April Fools. I think that, April <laughs> Fools. Uh I I believe this was revealed during WonderCon cuz that was happening this past weekend. Uh DC Comics revealed their big summer 2017 event uh which is called Dark Dark Knights Metal. And oh, is they it, teased this. Is it Batman? Yeah, it's Batman. Mm. Uh, they teased this a little bit before. <laughs> totally uh, Batman. Say October, October 2016. Uh, Scott Snyder and Capullo, um, they're joining forces again. No way. Um, Never and, saw that coming. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm very excited to have them back on a series they left two months ago. <laughs> 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 they should. They should have called this event Never Not Batman. If I had to describe this cover, it's like Samurai Jack, uh, the reboot, or the, the new season, season five, meets Batman. Because you got, you got a grisly, fucked up Batman, wreathed in flames, his cape's all torn up, he's carrying like two battle axes, 
and he's ready. Looks like he's ready to fuck shit up. And I'm super excited about this arc. Like I, I don't know what what it's really about, but apparently Snyder. He's been teasing and dropping Easter eggs ever since the start of Batman, especially during Court of Owls and, um, and during like the, the Return of the Joker uh, arc. And I, I just with this cover alone, it looks nuts. Um, is this all line wide? Is this everything? All DC? Uh, or is this like a Bat Family? Let's see. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just Bat Family. I think it's just Bat Family, mm. and leading up to this is the the Dark Day specials. Uh, like there are two issue specials coming out in June and July. Uh, the cover for that looks equally as crazy. You got this. Uh, I think this was teased earlier in February or beginning of March. Um, it's like so post apocalyptic. You got this giant like. Like it's like Dark Side and Batman fused together, or it's like the love child of the two as this giant statue, and you had like these giant drones that look like straight out of Half Life, but they're sh- they have like bat signals on them, and Batman's um uh, standing on a cliff nearby. It's just oh god, this I have no idea. It looks so dystopian from, and messed up. From looking at the cover, it it, it I don't know what the storyline is. I don't know if the if the, there's any details, but it looks like. Injustice, if they were like, oh, but except now, instead of Superman, Batman is the nasty man. Like, mm. in, instead of <laughs> instead of Superman being the bad boy, it's Batman now. I would totally be down for that. I think that, like, just Batman goes crazy ape shit, and, like, really, and he becomes the leader of the Justice Lord, or, um, you know, and he creates his own bad society, so never again will a child die, but he ends up destroying the world anyway. I, I dig it. I don't know. There's like, they, they literally revealed no details about the plot except this would be crazy I and over know. the top and from from this art, I just, I, I need all Wait, of what if What if the entire storyline was Mad Max Fury Road? Oh! Didn't they already, this? wasn't that like All-Star Batman? Didn't they ever do that? Well, it's more like the, it's like a road trip from hell. I mean, which is also Mad Max, but like I don't think there's as... It's not that it's not, it's not that furious. As, it's not that furious. Uh, it's just it's just Two Face like putting a bounty on himself so, uh, to to yeah, yeah, and like every single hero uh, or uh, villain in the Rogues Gallery just fucks up Batman's day while he's just trying to drive Harvey Dent to a prison. I think I think we're overdue for like a blank kills the blank universe for DC. There's like ten of them mm. for Marvel, where like Punisher kills the Marvel universe or Deadpool. How about Batman kills the DC universe? Like I want to yeah. see, I want to <laughs> see him enact his like Tower of Babel plans on everybody and like have it succeed. Yo, that'd be aw- I mean, what if they? Re- that'd be so cool. If they they re- reintroduce that into Rebirth, and, and that leads to the Dark Days and Batman Metal or Dark Knight's Metal. That'd be awesome. That would be dope. Uh, because Babel, Babel, and the uh, the movie that was ba- that was based on it, I think it was like Justice League War. I think or it Justice was. League? I think it was Doomed. Oh, God. the one where they st- they stole his plans and then yeah, I think that was yeah. Justice League Doomed, which was okay, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. That was actually the first. Um, I think that was the first like DC animation movie I watched. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Not, not even like Ma- Mask of the Phantasm. He's never or... seen it. I've never seen what? Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> You've never seen Mask of the Phantasm. No. Oh my god! I have it. I should have just I just loaned it to you so you can see it. Yeah. 
Oh, so good. It's real good. Yeah, there's uh there's like three DC animated besides the new ones. Um mm. there's like three that I hadn't seen. It was uh Mask of the Phantasm, um Justice League New Frontier. Oh my god, that and, one is uh, so good. <laughs> what's the other one? Crisis on Two Earth. All three of those are like some of the best. Yeah, those are the mm-hmm. only those three really of good. the older ones I've never seen. When it comes to the newer ones, the list is kind of like four deep, I think. Now it's now it's too on. crazy. You can't keep track of anything coming out. Like, yeah, I know. Like Justice League Dark came out someone recently on Blu-ray DVD. Yeah, and then, um, Judas Contract is like right around the Judas corner. Contract comes out in like two weeks. Yeah, it's like coming Shit. out. Yeah. All right, so we got. Good. Do we have any other news, or are we just gonna bullshit? Oh, um, because I could bullshit. You, Stan, you were freaking out over the that Tim Sale, like so. I oh yeah, the so button like, storyline. Earth Two Batman, Earth Two Batman's gonna be in Rebirth now. Apparently, like there's this is part of the the button storyline where Batman and the Flash are crossing over for like a month or two to figure out what the hell that source of the you know the comedian's button from Watchmen is. Um. And so it starts with Batman 21, but Batman 22 has pre-Flashpoint, well, not pre, but Flashpoint Batman, you know, Thomas Wayne Batman, like, standing on the cover. Yeah. So, I don't know what that's about, but I can't wait. And the variant for that is done by Tim Sale, who does my favorite Batman graphic novel, The Long Halloween. Mm. That's, like, my favorite Batman story. Um, also, uh, Spider-Man Blue, Daredevil Yellow, uh, uh, what's it called? Dark Victory? Dark Victory, Haunted Night, um, Superman for All Seasons, that's, all those are done by Loeb and Sal, and they're all fucking excellent. I have not read one book, I know I'm getting off topic, I've not read one book by those two, that wasn't, like, excellent, but... Uh, Tim Sale is like one of my favorite artists, so I'm super hyped for that for that variant and for the storyline in general. I think it's gonna yeah, be that storyline kind of sounds interesting. Just because uh, Thomas Wayne is my favorite Batman, mm-hmm. just because he's Thomas Wayne and he fucks shit up. But um, I'm still hoping for Negan to show up as like live action Thomas Wayne Batman. That would in the future DC be movie. the fucking coolest if they did it that. would it would be crazy because if they decided to finally do like, like a fucking rebirth movie not only will he play the comedian but he will play thomas wayne batman oh my god Wait, i didn't even so think lit. about that i forgot he's comedian in the movie yeah mm. holy shit yeah he yeah, should fight himself <laughs> my man jeffrey dean morgan picking the craziest roles oh so good um, yeah, so I guess that's news. Um, so I guess we realistically only have, like, two topics to talk about. From what me and Chris discussed, I don't know if you want to throw in another one, Stan. But we're basically going to cut it down to Power Rangers movie. Uh, because me and Chris both saw that. And mm-hmm. then, uh, the Resident Evil Escape Room. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, Andy, wait, we also have the rage about anime. Cause... Oh, we do! <laughs> oh my god. So we're gonna have a little rage about anime, too. What, what happened to anime this week? <laughs> What's going on with anime? Well, Alright, so I guess okay, we're gonna well, rage think... now. What did anime do to that. you? Alright, so with Attack on Titan, this, the first season, which was like 24, 25, or 20... Uh, 24, 20, 20, I think. 24 episodes. And that came out in, like, 2013. So, four years have passed by. And, like, the, the season two, episode one premiered this uh, Saturday morning uh, on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and I think Hulu. But um, on Friday night, they revealed that this season was only going to have 12 episodes. They made three episodes per year. Now, I'm going <laughs> to... Well, if you want to be reductive, Chris, then yes. I want to. Uh, I want to let note that at first I thought this was an early April Fools, and this morning when we were uh, the day that we we're recording, which is Sunday, I woke up like, "All right, so are they going to reveal this is an April Fools' joke yet?" No, fuck. <laughs> I mean, like Attack and Titan, it's good, but. God, four years for only 12 episodes? Mind you, That's... My Hero Academia came yes. out a year ago, and yes. last year they came out with 12 episodes, and this year they're doing 20 fucking four. They're, they're doubling up. What, they're did, doubling up. what about uh, My Macadamia? What was that? My Hero Academia. <laughs> my the most delicious hero anime of all. Macadamia. Yeah. Has nothing to so, do with the nuts. <laughs> or does it? Or does it? Plot twist. Um, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Mount Hero Academia also came out and premiered, or season two premiered a Saturday morning. Um, this, the premiere was super crazy strong. I'm actually way more excited for Hero Academia than Attack on Titan. Um, especially like the first, the first like five minutes of the, the of the premiere because it shows like, I guess it was like pseudo time skip uh, Deku but it shows him like having actual control over his powers and it was so epic and I'm like oh my god so and it's 24 episodes and they're teasing like like the equivalent of Dragon Ball Z's like tournament arc oh I'm so excited so be so good I know me and Chris are both regardless of how pissed off we are we're gonna watch both of these to the full extension obviously and I read a bit into Attack on Titan's manga and honestly, I don't think there is any good stopping point for this season. Like, if they're only going to do 12 episodes, that, or they're going to stray for the manga, or they're just going to stop wherever the fuck they want. And it's going to be like, wait, what? Uh, Andy, I, how how far, or do you keep up with the manga? Because I, I basically just watch the anime, and I, I'm like super behind on the mangas, or I'm basically like, pace to pace with season one so i had no idea about like the beast titan that was the focus of the episode oh the ape titan yeah yeah he's pretty dope um Mm -hmm. it was really cool like this i was like what the fuck's going on and like it can talk and it it stole the air gear it was crazy i'm gonna be honest i lose interest uh i lost interest reading at about chapter chapter like 60 ish Mm. It it basically just turns into like politics. It's fucking weird. So but, like it switches up from being that 
Titans are the issue to like, well, government's the issue. It sounds like uh, The so Walking seems, Dead. I don't. Yeah, like- it sounds like Walking Dead or like Game of Thrones. It's like humans are the the worst threat, and like Titans only bring out the worst in humans. We basically, are Titans. It's yeah. basically political America today. Oh, well, it, it is about walls. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> 2017, but, uh, keep rolling on. <laughs> I mean, aside from, I mean, aside from the 12 episodes, I'm looking forward to it, but if I had to give a top pick of spring anime 2017, My Hero Academia all the way. Yeah. My Hero Macadamia, you heard it right here. Folks. Faux show. Anything else to rage about, Andy, about anime? No. Just fuck mm. Attack on Titan. Uh, Diamond Four. is Unbreakable is real good. That's a real Four good years. So good. JoJo's Andy, Bizarre Adventure, real, real good. Andy, we we started up the episode reading the game description, and Stan and I are wearing JoJo hats. Where's yours? <laughs> oh, I'm wearing my JoJo hat. You just can't I... see it. Oh, uh, I could go yada, get a yada, hat yada, if you want. I slipped so far into this fandom of JoJo, like I can't. There's no stopping it now. Oh, uh, I'm committed. Uh, you're committed. <laughs> it's so good. Ugh. Man, I cannot wait. Well, actually, oh, you know what? Now I'm excited. That reminded me. Now I'm like halfway through Diamond. So as soon as I finish that, I can start. I get. I still have um, Eyes of Heaven, the PS4 version. Yeah, me like, too. Uh, I haven't so started. I have that. I have the PS1 uh, game, and I've got the PS3 All-Star Battle. Nice. I got so we much now, JoJo. We are now Super Hat Pals. Super Hat Pals. Oh, shit. That That's is awesome. Jason Todd, right? Yes. Yeah. Jason Todd hat. And I got a Nightwing sweater. <laughs> oh yeah. I got a I got a Pokemon Gengar Ghastly Haunter hoodie on, so I'm and a Batman t shirt. So nerded out right now. Is there any other good anime coming out? Like is there anything uh, I, I should because I'm coming up on the end of JoJo and I've been planning a long time to Rewatch all of Dragon Ball from the beginning, so I'm gonna start that soon. But I don't know uh, if there's anything beyond JoJo for me. I am currently rewatching Dragon Ball. Yeah, I think uh, Berserk season two is supposed to come out. Don't know what spring. that is. Oh, you don't. Let's Berserk right is on. so good. <laughs> uh, you should check out Berserk. Um, but there's like continuity. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean. This current season is based off of the it's like a, the CGI rebuild. Um, I mean, so it is within it's well, it is within continuity, but they they catch you up to speed, so mm-hmm. you don't necessarily have to watch like all this other like uh, I think it's two anime seasons and then two movies and then this like the 2016 Berserk leads off of like a- after the end of one of the movies and. Season two is a continuation of that. Um, you can still jump in. I think it's. I think you'd be fine. Um, I've been feeling very compelled to go back and watch old anime that I missed. Like I know Crunchyroll just got Gundam Wing. Oh yes, and, and G Gundam, which I've is so actually good. never seen Gundam Wing. What? What? Oh, it always no, came on right before, right after oh. Dragon Ball Z, and I was just like, Ugh, all right. Uh, I kind of envy but- you because Gundam Wing is just. It's so good. It's so bad, but yeah. so good. It's been, so like, melodramatic and amazing. I've, been I've actually also it, so. never watched Gundam Wing. So. Oh! Yeah, it's on Crunchyroll. God. I've been meaning to... Oh. I'm going to start watching it soon, I think. Oh, please do. And then 
and then we got to do a spoiler cast. Okay, you know what? I'll, it's literally been since like middle school, early high school since I've seen Gundam Wing. So I'll rewatch it too, and then we'll have a Gundam Wing spoiler. How many cast. episodes is it? Awesome. Uh, 60-something episodes, I think. Oh, that's light. I could burst through that in a while. That's yeah. light. And, th- <laughs> and then you also got... Um, I mean, also I'm got also Gundam currently Wing watching Waltz. fucking Dragon Ball, which is 157 episodes... Yeah, well, if you take if you take Dragon Ball and Z together, that's four hundred and forty four episodes or something. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I'm not liking the Red Ribbon Army arc. It's really good in the manga. I don't know how it, like, they, they handle it in the anime. Because I just feel it. like it's so long. Yeah, like, he's like he's like arc, fighting. I'm like, uh, it's a little over a season and a half, right. and it's. And each season of Dragon Ball is like thirty episodes. It could it could be the, the the anime adaption because I remember it being very snappy in the in the manga and when I read it. So yeah, like right now I'm finally up to Goku versus General Red, and I'm like, yeah, it's about yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, anime is weird. Anime, so weird. <laughs> um, anything else? So the th- only thing, well. For on my personal list, so you already got you already got Attack on Titan, My Hero Academia. This anime it's called Sword Oratoria, um, and you would have to watch the. It's it's basically a spinoff of another very popular isekai anime, and isekai is a genre. It's basically like the the sort of online model where a protagonist ends up in another world. Sword Oratoria. Uh, is spun off of the anime Don Machi, and it's based on one of the female protagonists, but she gets her own series, and she's a badass, and I, I highly recommend both of those anime. So Stan, you- have you ever watched Code Geass? No, but that's the other one that I want to watch, because you won't stop talking about it. And, uh, and season <laughs> three was announced. What up? I'm gonna so, lend you the whole series. Nice, yeah. I'll watch it. I've been, I've it been is so it. fucking good. Yeah. Yo, Geass is like the intellectual mind games of Death Note meets like politics Gundams. meets Gundams. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. All right. Yeah. It's it's intense. Lots of anime to watch. So what's and there's next? a lot of there's a lot of uh, M Night Shyamalan plot twists. Good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um... Do we have any polls this week? I do. Uh, I've been, like, horribly out of sync with comics. Um, but there's, like, a couple of cool ones that I'm really looking forward to. Um, so Stan, you're, this is probably on your pool list, but, uh, all new Wolverine number 19 is oh, coming out. you already um, know. <laughs> yeah, dude, like, I-, I love Adam Kubert's art, and I love how, uh, Wolvie has... The what's it called? Is it the X Force? That the, the X Force black and silver costume rocking it out and like so dope yeah, on the Laura. She, she, Laura gets a new costume this arc. Uh I don't know what's really going on in the the story because they just finished um Enemy of the State 2 mm. this past month. Yeah, so the storyline's called Immune. Um this is from Midtown Comics's blurb. It says, uh, from the stars comes death, an alien ship, a dying passenger. Laura becomes Two Green words. Lantern. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a deadly transformative disease going on, and a, 
a battle in a quarantine city. Uh, so that, that sounds that sounds really badass. Did you, so. uh, Chris? Did you read uh, Wolverine eighteen by any chance? I haven't yet. I'm right. so behind. All right. Um. So, Enemy of the State two was and this. This is a good jumping off point from watching Logan. Um, because Enemy of the State 2 was basically Laura going back to take on the woman who made her X-23. Yeah. So, um, that, I, if you're, if you haven't read it yet, I would say skip, skip ahead for like a minute, because I'm going to get into some spoiler town, but it's, uh, fucking Wolverine. (laughs) Kimura is like her, that's what, that's her name, that's the enemy, right? Kimura. Um can't be killed in a way like she's got i don't know i don't really know her that well her character but she's got some kind of like invincibility or healing factor or something that laura can't really get it get it over but she's like i figured out how to kill you i'm just gonna fucking drown you <laughs> so she, <laughs> lord lord takes one of tony stark's iron man suits and wears oh. it and so she's Holy got, shit. she takes the helmet off, so it's like her Wolverine face, but Iron Man body with the claws popping out. And she just takes Kamora and fucking drowns her in the ocean. <laughs> just folds her head under the, Laura's like, I don't kill anymore, but I'm gonna fucking kill you and just drowns her at the end of the book. And it's like a happy ending, Holy but shit. it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's a whole page of her drowning this woman, <laughs> like panels of her holding her underwater. <laughs> And I'm like, holy wow. shit. That's crazy. And it, it ends in a happy ending. It's like, oh, I'm free now. And I was like, yeah, but you fucking drowned a woman. <laughs> that was hardcore. Yeah. That's crazy. But I think I think they actually handled it pretty well because that's a pretty dark way to, to take someone out. But mm-hmm. I feel like they handled it in a way that didn't emphasize like how fucking dark that was. Cause it's kind Is of that- her only option. Yeah, is that why she like gets a costume change? Cause like I killed someone for the first Maybe? actual time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I have to say though, I really like the yellow and blue. So mm-hmm. it's gonna take a little bit for me to get used to the gray and black. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah, cause now she's rocking like uh, X Force, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah I, I I'm not even sure like is X Force still a thing in like the whole X Men rebuild with resurrection. I don't know. And I just stuff. I just read X Men Prime number one, which is supposed to kick off the next wave of like X Men number ones and reboots and shit. And I know there's gonna be X Men Gold, X Men Blue, um, Weapon Weapon X, and then Astonishing X Men. I haven't heard anything about any new X Force, but I could be wrong. Oh, uh, also, there's I th- I'm not sure if you mentioned it, but there was also another ongoing where it's basically like. A bunch of like mutant misfits being led by oh, that's Generation Jubilee. X. There's like there's oh, okay. I'm I was talking about the ones that are immediately coming out, like in the next month or oh, two. Okay. The other X books are like coming out at the end of the year or something. Like late like I later mean, later on. Who knows? Maybe this uh X Men uh maybe this Wolverine book will actually lead into like Laura building an X Force team be or tight. something. That would be pretty yeah, I don't, cool. I would I don't, love that. I could be wrong, but I don't think she's on any X Men team right now. She was on all new, but but then... I'm saying they they could they could develop in a storyline. Yeah, I'm all for it. Laura's like one of my favorite Marvel characters right now. So more Laura. Yeah. Uh, Never uh, stop, so yeah, that... all new Wolverine. Never stop. Never. Never stop. Yeah. So that's my pick. That was my, that was my, my first pick. Well, that was my um, also pick. So you got me. I'm done. Excellent. <laughs> well, there's there's uh, Superman twenty, but it just it's just Superman twenty. It's like a new arc. 
Cool. So. Um, for me, there's another issue of Sunbreakery coming out, which I'm really excited about. Um, just more more anthology shonen jump style Western comics fused together. I love it. Uh, lastly, there's an image comic that came out. Um, the second issue is coming out this week, and as well as the second printing of the first one. Uh, it's called Extremity, and um, like no surprise here. I I was just reading the the synopsis, and it's basically described as like the world of Studio Ghibli meets Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, I, I'm trying to, it's, it's weird because I don't want to spoil it for myself, but it's kind of hard to figure out what's going on, but it's basically like retro futuristic. So you got like futuristic tech, but everyone's living in like this, uh, feudal society with like warlords and kings and like knights and stuff. Um, it's a tale of revenge. Uh, so this girl named Thea, uh, her entire clan gets murdered. Uh, by this warlord, and so she's on the warpath for a vengeance, and it sounds really cool. Um, the art st- art style looks awesome, uh, so I'm gonna check out Extremity One and Two, see what's it about, because I, I always love, I always try to pick up any new ongoing titles for Image because they their collections really eclectic. And I mean, and Studio and Ghibli meets Mad Max. That's like yeah. If that doesn't call to you, I don't know what the fuck does. I know. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's it for my picks. For me this week, it's uh, Nightwing eighteen and Walking Dead one sixty six. Isn't isn't Nightwing fighting his grandpa or some shit? Yeah, uh, Talon. Yeah, um, or one of the Talons. That's the that's the coming up arc, but um, not yet. Uh, right now they're going. This is like the transition from one arc to the next. So, uh, right now, this issue is just going to be about uh, Dr. Pig. Mm, that fucker. Oh, he's not Professor Pig anymore? He's Dr. Oh, Pig? Is he, <laughs> he went Professor back to school. <laughs> I don't know. He, he was always PhD Professor Pig. He finished Pig. his degree. <laughs> I thought he was a doctor, but whatever. Dr. Not, Pig. Not my favorite. You know, he's unlicensed. Though, whatever. So, how is, how is Nightwing so far? Because, actually, when I was reading stuff about... Dark Days and um, uh, what's it called? Metal. Uh, there was like some stuff in Nightwing that I read about that's teasing up to that. I'm kind of behind right now. I think I'm like two or three issues behind at the moment. Um, but I plan on catching up really soon. But yeah, I definitely want to catch up before this arc starts because this looks fucking crazy. His his grandfather is. Talon wearing the new 52 Nightwing suit. The fuck? <laughs> oh, he showed us that cover. Like, he's, like, super old, like, white hair. And he yeah, has, like, the red, the red shit suit. Yeah, dope. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> My god. Oh, comics. We love you. It's so good. But, uh, uh is that it for, ba- uh, for Pulse? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Also. Cool. So... Alright, now we get the choice here. Power Ranger review? Yeah, why don't you, uh... I didn't see Power Rangers. I have very little interest in Power Rangers, so why don't you just get that out of the way? Okay. So where to begin with this fucking movie? Was it good? I thought it was good. Oh, it was excellent. I thought it was good. Um, There were, like, some minor complaints, but that's just nitpicking, but overall, 
out of all like the wave of Hollywood reboots of like classic TV shows, I think Power Rangers definitely nailed it. Yeah, uh, I, I a lot, wanted way to better also than, be known. Than, I walked in that thinking that this was gonna be shittier than fucking Suicide Squad. <laughs> Meanwhile, Ryan senses a disturbance in the force. He, and she Suicide starts, like, Squad is going to be an endless point of contention for this podcast. It's just, it's just <laughs> never going to stop coming up. But I'm sorry if you're listening and you're tired of it. But it's just never going to stop. <laughs> this is like a, this is the secret war of, of Super Nerd Pals is over a Suicide Squad because Ryan loves it, and I, I yeah. Why is Jared Leto still getting work? Like, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm serious. Like, he's Chuckle Thug. And then I think he's got, I think he got casted for the lead. All right. Chris just said the most harshest thing I think he's ever said in this oh, whole career. God. I'm serious. Yo, that was fucking great. I was not expecting that. Oh, my God. Because, like, Jared Leto, I, I read news maybe a couple weeks ago. He's got cast as the lead for one of the Blade Runner sequels that they're doing. Can I, uh, serious like, question oh. here. How do you think he, he bagged Angel- Angelina Jolie <laughs> with his, uh. like, chuckle thug uh, impersonation? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> I, heard they, I heard they casted him as uh, Jet Black in the Cowboy Bebop movie. No! I, no. <laughs> no, it's not true. I'm April Fool's! <laughs> uh, I would have been so... <laughs> Oh god! It says no. space on his forehead or some shit. Right, let's move on. Power Rangers. So, um, I was skeptical, and then Andy showed me that epic video of this of this super hype black guy just just praising and singing it, and I couldn't help but eat up his enthusiasm. Yeah, so it was a lot more optimistic. Yeah, he had the greatest fucking, like, um... He basically mentioned nothing about the movie, but explained why it was so good. And it was fucking great. I think Elizabeth Banks did an amazing job as Rita. She was a super creepy version of Rita. Um, this Rita has a different backstory. So, um, kind of spoiler. She's... Uh, in this storyline, she's the Green Ranger, and she betrays Zordon's team and kills the Yellow Ranger, and she's basically just trying to, like, harvest the Earth's Zeo's crystal. Yeah. Because, like, every ent- every planet with, like, sentient life, or just life on it in general, has a crystal, um, and she wants to uh, uh, use that power to destroy worlds. Uh, and I, I really like that reimagining. Uh, she was like the former Green Ranger, Zordon. Dude, that beginning scene, Zordon, Brian Cranston, t- to take out Rita and save the day, he he orders Alpha to throw a meteorite at the Earth and cause the extinction of the dinosaurs. <laughs> it was so good. Um, to to be able to see Brian uh Brian Cranston as a fucking red ranger like that was amazing wait and wait what <laughs> so zordon in this imaginative version of power rangers zordon was the original red ranger so wait do we get to see brian cranston in like a red spandex yeah oh, in, in oh, the like red a, suit yeah oh yeah like a red i might Iron have Man to watch this now <laughs> that's the only that's um, all you had to say to, to win me over and i don't know i don't know if any of you guys know 
But um, Billy's character was named after Brian Cranston. Yeah, his, his last name is Cranston. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, to have, like, Brian Cranston as fucking Zordon how many years later, it's just mm-hmm. perfect. Actually, I, if I remember correctly, uh, back in the day, Brian Cranston actually did voiceover work for Power Rangers. He voiced, like, two of the villains. Um, I forget which ones, but it, 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 it's, like, a nice come for circle kind of thing because he, he did voiceover work and now he's Zordon and the Red Ranger. It was so dope. Um, but this movie was really cool. Like the, the reimagining of Rita was great. I loved, I loved every single recasting of reimagining of, um, of the, of the Rangers. Who was your favorite Ranger? Oh, Billy. Billy was, yeah. Billy was awesome. Billy, Billy uh, was amazing. Yeah. So Billy's the, uh, He's the Blue Ranger in this film, um, and he's uh, an autistic African American kid. Um, and he was he was so funny. He had the best lines, and he was he was the only one who was super gung ho about being a Power Rangers from the beginning. And he was like he was the bridge to unite everyone else and to basically enable them to come together as a team. And to become the Power Rangers, uh, uh, actually, because they had, because like how they were shaping this up, um, it was very Breakfast Clubsy, where all the kids are like delinquents and freaks and outcasts, um, very like angsty, moody, as you will when you're a teenager, um, and they all they all meet up in in Saturday school detention, um, but Billy is like the basically the the stimuli and like the the bridge between every other character um and he's like the heart of the team even and though he might Jason's be, the leader and you might be thinking what what the fuck was billy doing to get detention he accidentally blew up his lunchbox <laughs> yeah, yeah billy here he's so he's like a he's like a tinkerer um and so he, he like like creates machines like uh for as a hobby and he goes exploring um in the mines like he loves like picking up like treasure and 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 playing with technology and and building and breaking stuff down um so yeah billy was so cool after that i really like i really like kimberly and then i basically i it it goes like billy kimberly zach trini and jason um i guess i think with jason you don't really see anything new um he's still like the jock archetype although he's a little bit more edgy because like in this archetype um he's pressured by all like the fame that being like the star football player uh in this small town uh affords him which is another thing that was different instead of angel grove unlike being this huge populous uh california city it was like this town like this super small town in the middle of nowhere where kids don't really it's like uh, it's like a like a coal mining town, um, or a gold mining town. I'm sorry, but uh, so yeah, they, they did. They went through a lots of interesting story beats and decisions, and I think it really really worked out overall. Yeah, I, it was a, it was it was a brand. It was not just a brush. It was not just a fresh new coat of paint. It was like a brand new car, and I loved it. And then, uh, of course, we got the ultimate after credits. Mm-hmm. Um. 
they announced that Tommy Oliver is going to be in, like, the next movie, which mm-hmm. I've called from the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. If they didn't do the Green Ranger arc next, like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, yeah, that's uh, like did uh, you stay around for... I'm sorry? No, see, that's like a textbook, like, adaptation, like, thing. That's what you do when you make a movie. You make the, the origin story, and then you bring in the person that you really want to see in the second one. That Batman Begins did that with the Joker... Um. Yeah. So the only <laughs> the only time listen, there's more movies that do that, but that's just that's just the thing that they do. It's like you want it, you gotta come back to the second movie. But the only time that that didn't happen was the Spider-Man movies because they brought out Willem Dafoe in the first one, which is <laughs> and they and they axed them. They axed the greatest character ever. Listen, no, no, no. Alfred Molina was pretty damn good as the Doctor Octopus. <laughs> this, is, this is true. Um. I'm gonna say this somehow flashbacks me to our Facebook conversation on the group. Facebook.com slash group slash Super Pals. Uh, where Stan and I just went on a rant on how they should make a Sinister Six movie, and Willem Dafoe will be Dafoe of Spider-Man. <laughs> I saw that. I was Dafoe's dying. of Spider-Man. <laughs> so, wait. So, is it, is it gonna be the classic Sinister Six, or you're just gonna pull, like... The most random eclectic mix of Spider-Man villains. I can see him play all of them. Everybody, though, I can see he's going to be every single version of the Sinister Six. He, Venom, he would make a Venom's, good when Venom's face thing comes back. It's just going to be fucking Defoe. It doesn't even need to go away. Just paint his face black, and then he's Venom. <laughs> like he doesn't need I any. I really want to. S- I really want to see uh, Willem Defoe do a voiceover of Venom. Now, I think that'd be so dope. What's the um fuck, I don't know my Power Rangers. What's the red dude's name? Lord Zed. Willem Defoe should be Lord Zed in the in this in the sequel. Yeah. Yeah, I was waiting so in the the mid credit scene it was um it, it was the tease for, for Tommy. Um but I was expecting like okay, so spoilers, in the end, um everything's a JoJo reference because because how Rita gets defeated uh, basically, Jason, uh, well, everyone's inside the Megazord. Uh, he slaps um, Rita <laughs> into space, like literally, and and then she she leaves orbit and she she gets frozen. So I was I was expecting like Rita's body to break into Atmo and crash at the feet of Lord Zed, and now it's gonna be totally played by Willem Dafoe. So I was really sad that Lord Zed wasn't in like a post credit scene, but it's okay, it's okay. Um, I'm de- I'm still gonna see the sequel. Yeah, but yeah, I guess I guess that's really it for our review of uh, yeah. Power Rangers. Andy, how many how many Zords would you give this movie? Uh, out of what? Uh, five five Zords. Out of five, I give it a solid four Zords. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give it a four Zords too. So some of the minor complaints. Um, um, you didn't let me one, grade it. Yeah. I give it a do 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 do. Great, great review. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's my review of your review. Excellent. Um, just like some minor musings and questions. Uh, why? Why was Jason the only one who had his sword or his weapon? Like none of the other Rangers had like their like Billy's axe. No, Zax's axe and Billy's staff. Yeah. Uh, Kim's bow. Trini's sigh. Um, Jason was the only one who had his weapon, which kind of was kind of weird. Why did Zordon have kind of a fucking like 
mean ulterior motive. Yeah, dude, Zordon here is kind of like a dick, uh, which I loved. I love. Um, Zordon was trying to get himself out of the ship's AI because the only way Alpha could save him at the time was to upload him into there. So he's trying to train and cultivate the the Rangers so they could access the morphing grid. So then through the morphing grid, uh, Zordon t- could build himself a new body and be in the physical plane. So that was his. That was his. Endgame for like most his, of the movie. His basic endgame was to use the kids to get him out of the AI so that he can become the Red Ranger again and like fight Rita. Because mm-hmm. he has a grudge and he was like, he had a, it was, there was a bit of, a, there was a bit of ageism because he was all skeptical about the Rangers being teenagers and quote unquote like immature and. And this job is too big for them, um, but uh, but Zordon Zordon pulled through. It was good. It was good. Um, the other thing, um, I was I was really gunning for like a, a brief sequence of the final fight scene where the Zords would, would would go into tank mode first, and then then transform into the Megazord. Oh yeah, because I love the tank mode. That was so good uh, from the TV show. Um, and I, I was kind of disappointed because the final boss didn't die, like, with a sword slash and falling in slow motion and spontaneous explosions. Because I feel like, I feel like the movie, it tried honoring Power Rangers, but at the same time, it tried to stay, like, step away from its tokusatsu super sentai roots well, which was um, like all about special effects and like ran- like super stylized explosions and stuff um, on the so, but... other hand of that we are gonna have six power ranger movies oh seriously oh, six good. wait yeah wait 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 like hold up explain yourself how is um, there six movies so there was an article that i was reading um I'll, I'll try to find it to have it in the show notes but they basically said that they plan on doing six movies oh my god is the second so, one gonna be turbo with the ooze uh no i i would hope that would be like the third or the fourth well first the first they had to resolve like the green ranger being evil but yeah. becoming good arc and then uh i guess tommy tommy leading the team or like the lord zed arc right after or, that or that too um what would then, you what would you name the second movie? Mean oh. Mean Green. Power Rangers Mean Green. Power Rangers <laughs> Mean Green. Uh, yeah, you know what? Let's go with that. <laughs> Power Rangers 2 uh, Mean Green. Duh, duh, duh. I'm really excited uh, how they'll reimagine the Dragon Sword. And then more importantly, how are they going to incorporate the dragon flute because they can't write that out of the movie if they do i will rage. even i know about the, the flute and i don't even watch power rangers the flute of summoning dragons yes you yeah. like that's like, a Yu-Gi-Oh card guys and then the, and the dragon pops out right that's how it goes it pops out of the ocean and it has a drill tail like gurren Logan, and it has missiles for fingers that could shoot out oh so good i love the dragon sword so much yeah the dragon sword's one of the best but yeah, uh, I guess that's pretty much it for Power Rangers. Cool. Definitely go, check go, it Power out. Power Rangers. You actually Definitely made me go, want to go watch check it, it out, despite not even having any interest to begin with. Because Brian Cranston has the Red yeah, Ranger. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. That's all you had to say. He's the Red Ranger. Mm. 
He's a Heisen, grumpy Red Ranger. Heisen Good. The Red Ranger. <laughs> Cooking his blue meth. His red meth. Uh, like well, power in this meth. case, yeah. Power yeah. meth. That's like that's like the stones. They're all that's, meth. That's secretly why he wanted to come back to this plane. Yeah. He wanted to go back to cooking blue meth. He goes to the high school, finds Jesse. Jesse, we gotta cook. Yeah, when like, they... I don't even know you. <laughs> Jesse's like Alpha Alpha, where the fuck that robot's name was. Uploaded him into the computer after he died at the end of Breaking Bad. This is true. It's the same thing. Jesse probably is Alpha Five. Oh man. Alpha Alpha Five was really funny in this movie too. Um, oh god, uh, was it Bill Bill Hader? Yeah, who was Bill Hader. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to yeah. talk about some escape room shit? Oh, escape room, do it! Dun dun dun! This is my first time doing an escape room. Um, so Stan's friend offered me the amazing opportunity to go join them. Yeah, we in... did a, a Resident Evil experience, escape room experience, experience. God. And it was fucking cool. Yeah, I did not know what to expect for this escape room. Uh, but I do know our team was very well-rounded in Resident Evil-ness. Yeah, we all, we're all, like, experts in our own way in Resident Evil, so it was cool. Um, yeah, basically in an escape room, like, the way it works is they put you in a room and you gotta get out. You gotta do all the puzzles in the sequence and find the clues and, and whatnot, but this one was Resident Evil-themed. And so there's like a lot of cool like callbacks to the games. Like um the rooms were, were themed. There's like four areas or rooms that are themed on like different parts of Resident Evil. You got like the the mansion, you know, esque room. There was like a Raccoon City Police Department area. Um they, there was one that the kind of like the entrance area was I would say directly Resident Evil seven ish. And then they have like they even had like a secret lab in there. Yeah. And it was great. Um, so basically the idea was to solve the puzzle to go into the next room. To solve the puzzle of that to go into the next room and so on until we like puzzles inside of puzzles and puzzles. And it's so like there are puzzles that uh forced us to backtrack a lot. Which I liked a lot because that's like Resident Evil. <laughs> that's of course like Resident Evil. Yeah. Um, and there was like in the very first room there was a combination lock, and we didn't have the code, so um, we were just like fuck it, we'll leave it because it'll probably come back to us, and it made a full circle for sure. Yeah, it was pretty much one of the last puzzles we did was the was the first one we encountered. Um, it's framed really interesting too. It's not like framed. In a way that you're like, oh, you're in a Resident Evil. Oh, so spooky. It was more like uh, you're an Umbrella uh, employee training in like a training session. And they like made a dummy room for you to run through and and to see like if you could solve the puzzles in the in the time limit. And there's like this cool little Umbrella video in the beginning that like it's like, welcome to Umbrella. Thank you for participating in this trial. And and yeah it's cool. but there was still lots of spooky shit to go down in here there was like spooky shit popping off everywhere um by the time we got to the raccoon city room everything uh all lights went out like halfway through the puzzles and <laughs> there's a lot of weird mu- <laughs> like music and like banging on walls and shit and 
Did you actually see a zombie? No. Or, uh, or no. A, a nemesis? That'd be so cool. There was a nemesis. No, but there was the there wall. was definitely something stalking us because something kept banging on the walls and like, yeah, it it got all of us at least once. Um, my my favorite part was definitely when all the lights went out and we were just like kind of looking at each other in the pitch black darkness. Like, what the fuck do we do? Just like, oh, just kind of shit. Here I just kind of pull out my phone and I'm like, well, I got a flashlight. <laughs> it was it was cool. Like the when we first when we first walk in, you can see like a TV with a VCR and there's like a mannequin and it's like, oh, you know, like Resident Evil Seven. And then you go inside the first room and it's like this like musty old like mansion room with like a weird fox on the wall and weird paintings and then we and there's like emblems on the ground like the the shield and the and the sword and stuff and there's like um a pedestal in the center with like a like a bust that you had to put in in place and there's like hidden keys and and codes and clues and the, the there's pictures along the wall and the pictures had like numbers on the back and you had to like match up the emblems to the picture numbers to get the combination from the code it's cool it was real cool we found uh leon's coat uh jill's badge we got Jill's number. Yeah, we, there was a flip. We got Jill's number. Yeah, there was a flip phone that we found in the first room, like one of those old uh, cell phones. And one of the puzzles was that we got Jill's phone number in the in the desk drawer. And we had to call her to get to get another piece of the code. So it was cool. That's awesome. There's like That's um, cool. There was like a. We found vials of the viruses. Yeah, they had like these cool in the lab area. There was like these little vials that had like T virus and shit on it. It's pretty dope. Which also led to a pretty cool puzzle. Oh yeah, there was there's this great puzzle with like vials of liquid that were different colored that corresponded to like a code. All the puzzles were very Resident Evil-y, which I which they did a really good job of translating to like a real life situation with like keys and and padlocks and stuff and it was just like a lot of Oh, we found all these different X-rays. We gotta assemble the X-rays on the on the light to like line them up so we can get the code for the next area, and like we have these vials of like virus and yeah, it was it was really cool. My favorite part was we found a VHS tape and we we're like, oh shit, we gotta go back to the beginning where the VCR is because we actually have to use the VCR to solve a puzzle. And then when we opened the door, the mannequin was just kind of like there. Yeah, they moved. They moved the mannequin right in front of the doorway, and the mannequin was holding another clue. So they did. They did a really <sighs> good job of making you feel like immersed in like a little Resident Evil scenario. Which I was definitely like, I you know, obviously we're all hanging out, like fucking around doing these like puzzles, but like it, it felt really cool to feel immersed for like the thirty minutes or whatever that we were doing the puzzles. I I completely was like into it. I was like, oh shit, we got to get like. The same way I feel when I play the games. Is basically yeah, how I, I, was feeling. I feel like you guys. Did you guys speak in like broken bad voiceover? Like from the oh, we shut up. It, oh, that was so dope. I'm pretty sure if anyone heard us going through it, that's what it sound like. It's like I have a number here. There's a letter. Oh, we got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right on that. It definitely probably sounded like that because uh, the first thing when we first enter the room, the guys like. Um, just make sure that you relay everything to your team. Like, because that's what this whole operation's about. It's about teamwork. Yeah. So, at first, when we're in the room, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. We don't know what, what we can touch, what we can't touch. But anything in the room, you're allowed to touch and look through and 
anything you can open, it's it's free pickings. Once we figured that out, we just like like Stan said there was a fox in the first room and I tried looking in its mouth. Yeah, I was like, look at its mouth. Look at its mouth. <laughs> I was like, you don't know where a key might be. I think Sebastian found a key like in one of the like chimney things, like underneath. Yeah. Like in the game. It was really cool. That's awesome. And then uh I know at one point we got stuck because we were like, yo, we have like a code, but what the fuck do we do? And we realized that one of the locks that looks like it would be a key lock was actually a combination lock. Yeah. And there we had a, an umbrella employee with us the whole time. Um, mm-hmm. It was like some dude in like an umbrella corporation uh, coat. And, and every time we got really stuck, he would like offer like a little bit of like a nudge. He's like, oh, you didn't look at that. Yeah, did you? And he's like, are you sure it's the letter I? And then, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit. No. Oh, no, it's I plus five. So it's actually N or whatever. And so he 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 was there to basically guide us and also to give us little verbal clues if we were really stuck. But he did it in a way that didn't feel um, intrusive or like spoiled the puzzle because it felt... I felt super rewarded the entire time we did it, like when we it kinda, overcame it kinda the puzzles. It kind of felt like like having Barry in the background, like just kind of giving you that little. Like, yeah, like why don't you look over there? Or like, did you try looking at those vials? It was cool. I liked it a lot. I I I solved the co- a couple puzzles myself, which is great. I I basically did the vial puzzle. I was like, oh, they're in ascending order. The different liquids. It was it was cool. Like yeah, awesome. I think I think we all basically like did a few puzzles ourselves. Yeah, we like, all like came to the forefront in one area or another and like solved it. And I think like at the end, Andy, when we were like getting the emblems, you were like taking charge of the locks, and it's like I know how to do yeah. this. Because <laughs> um, so at one point we like got um, we got like a paper with four words on it, and we're like the fuck are these four words for and i'm like wait all of the four locks that we missed they're all word locks so like i went back and i unlocked one so like we were just kind of like checking them off yeah we found like a case with another one so i was like carrying it with me the whole time just like this case with a lock on it and didn't know what was inside but yeah and and the la- there was the secret lab that w- we didn't even know it was another room, but it was like behind a locker or something. So we found we the kinda, code for yeah, the. Yeah, we thought it was a locker, and when we opened it, it was, it was just a- like a door to another room. Yeah, and, and it, it was like the secret lab behind the police station, which was like awesome. And That's yeah, awesome. there was there was a lot of atmospheric stuff, like Andy said, the the mannequin, and there was like a lot of bangs on the wall at like random intervals, and. They changed the music to be a little bit more sinister. Like at the further we got along, and it was it was it was really cool. And the for the first time I've ever done a escape room, very very fun and cooperative and very evocative of Resident Evil in a way that I think I feel like the thing doing the escape room would have been cool no matter what. But it being like Resident Evil themed and having puzzles that were like callbacks to the games really made it even more special for me to go through because it was like you're playing an actual real life version of it it's like you can inspect all the vials on the desk and like is this a clue i don't know yet like oh look in the trash can we didn't check the trash can holy shit there's there's a clue in the trash can it it was cool a lot nice 
a lot of and you cool. survived. You lived. You we survived. Lived. We you all beat lived. the game. We actually did it pretty quick. We we did it in like twenty eight minutes or something. Out of yeah, the, nice. out of forty five that they give you. That's dope. Um, yeah, I've actually really never. I'm sorry. Oh no! I was just saying it was really dope. It was definitely an experience to to try, especially if you're a Resident Evil fan. Yeah, I think they're on and, they're on tour or something. So I think they're leaving New York, but they're going to some other places. I think. Uh, do you know how long the tour is going to be, or what other cities they're going to? I'm not sure, but we should probably put that in the show notes. Yeah, definitely should. Yeah. Um, two things. Um, I, um, I've never done, uh, a uh, escape room, so I, I would love to do a Resident Evil one. Um, if it's not going to make it out to where I am, that's all right. Uh, there's another really cool one that I want to share with you guys. Uh, this is also coming to New York because everything comes to New York, which is why I have to live there. But, um, there's another escape room event called Defenders of the Triforce. Um, it's basically a Legend of Zelda themed, uh, escape room where the main objective is you got to find the master sword. Um, it looks really cool. It's coming to New York in May. (laughs) Uh, so from May 4th to May 7th, um, tickets are already on sale. So that's, I'll, I'll put, I'll, I'll send you guys a link to that and also put that in the show notes. So anyone who's a fan of escape rooms, like nerdy it's, stuff. It's funny that you mentioned that one. Cause one of the people that we were with is actually going to that one. Oh, no way. And he was explaining, it's not just six people in a room. It's 200 people in a room and you have to divide yourself into team of sixes. What? And try to like figure out the puzzle. That's, that's crazy. That's insane. Wow, that that's like a lot of that needs a lot of like good that's logistical management and like crowd control. Because yeah. uh, I can only imagine how tricky it is to uh, manage one of those rooms. Actually, a fun fact: like before I got my current job, um, there was another job I was interviewing at the same time. And it was it was also it was basically being a manager like assistant manager of a escape room in Alexandria. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, tr- I, t- I took up the other job, but uh, being I, I feel like being a managing like a, 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 a escape room, especially like nerdy stuff. Like uh, if you want to do like a Zelda or Resident Evil, it'd be so much fun. And um, I don't know if you guys could manage or make your own escape room, like a nerdy one out of any IP. What would it be? And what would be like the objective? I would do a Metal Gear Solid escape room. That I would be pretty cool. Based based on the first game, so because there's like a lot of key cards and there's like that trick with the with the disc at the end or the card at the end where you have to heat the card and then make the card cold or whatever. So I feel like there's a little bit of a puzzle element to the first Metal Gear that could Metal Gear Solid that could like translate. And they could add a little element where you have to be sneaky. And, like, maybe not move too fast or, like, crawl at some point or something. Or, like, a Silent Hill one, which is just the same thing that we just did, except with a lot of fog. There's right. so much fog. <laughs> and, and and Pyramid Head shows up. Yeah. That would be sick. And Pyramid um, Head just whispers, like, clues to you as you're doing it. It's like, oh, did he's you, the assistant. Did you look did at you that other rusty door? room? Yeah, did you look at that rusty door? Um... Mine would definitely be a Dino Crisis theme one. Dino Crisis, which is the same yeah. thing that we just did, but with like a dude in like a Godzilla <laughs> I, costume. I fucking love Dino Crisis. That game is amazing. That's awesome. Dino Crisis is is one of the the unsung, I feel, survival horrors of the PS One 
era? Well, it was it was basically just used as filler till like Resident Evil was ready. Yeah. But it became dope. it became like it had a good story. It was really fun. Yeah. Cool. Um, I would definitely do, no surprise, a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure escape room. <laughs> I knew you were going to say yeah. it. Yeah. So it's either one or it's either two ideas. One, it's going to be like a sort of prequel where you're a team of archaeologists and you're going through like a cave slash like ruins and you have to go solve puzzles to get the stone mask from from Phantom Blood. That starts that kickstarts like all the shit uh, later in the rest of the series, or Stardust Crusaders, where you play. So you make up a team of five or six, and you you get to create your own stands, and then you have to navigate through Theo uh, through Dio's mansion and try to get to uh, the the his 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 final room, his final final uh, citadel, and oh, it's so awesome! I got another idea for an escape room. Mm-hmm. Uh, Death Note, and you're Death Note. you're yes. light, trying to get away from L, thinking that you're Kira. Yo, that'd be really cool. Like where my where my mind went to is like you're 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 all Kira worshippers, or you're all Kira, and you're you're like, uh, remember that arc where you're in the train station. And you're surrounded by FBI agents, or you're trying to get like an FBI agent to reveal yourself on the bus. Yeah. Uh, something like where you have to extract information from like, an FBI agent, and at the same time you have to you have to escape L, who's also on the trail. Oh, have, that'd be so cool. I have a pretty obvious one that I'm I'm actually kind of shocked that I haven't seen done an Arkham mm-hmm. Asylum one. That Yo. would be cool. Yeah. Especially, like, one based on the game where, like, because that game had a lot of, like, things you had to come back to later and puzzle-y stuff. Yeah. And the, the one thing about this escape room that I wish they had, but I understand why it didn't have it because of just the short length of the experience was, like, having files to read. You know, it would have been great if they, like, recreated some some of the files and, and journals from the Resident Evil games to, like, find and to, to like, flip through. Um, they had, like, books and stuff, but they were just, like, regular, like, stock books that you'd get in, like, a like any old yeah. library or whatever. And but. we, um, at, like, the 20-minute mark, it started playing, like, this buzzing noise, and it was, like... I don't know about everyone else, but it was getting me really anxious. Like, oh my fucking god! Yeah, I, I, it started getting really intense towards the end. To like, yeah, I guess, but simulate the fact that you were getting so close to the end. It felt a little bit like the, a grown-up version of like Legends of the Hidden Temple. You're just like running through the temple and just like, oh shit! Like they're gonna come get me. The temple guards. <laughs> you know what? You know what? They should have a Legends of the Hidden Temple escape room. And they that should would be sick too. They should intentionally make the silver monkey at the end really, really hard to to build together. They just like, like was... make it the, its own fucking thing. I'm gonna it, be it real. Is... My my team was always the silver snakes. Uh, blue barracudas for me. Oh, so good. What what about you, Stan? Pur- what purple team you? pandas. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think there are purple pandas. Whatever the purple know, one but it was. It is now. It's it's a thing now. That's awesome. And I guess cool. that's it, right? Yeah, yeah, go go out. Listen super, to this episode. I would super and then go do an escape room. Super recommend you doing purple parrots. Purple parrots. Oh, there purple you go. Parrots. Yeah, I would definitely recommend you doing it. I would say take into consideration the price to do it because it was forty bucks. So if that's like a sticking point, maybe not because it was only like thirty minutes for us. 
But I felt personally that it was worth it because it was Resident Evil and there was a lot yeah, of props. Yeah, I felt very satisfied. Yeah, there was a lot of end. props, especially in the, the the police department room from like the other from like games and yeah. So if you're a fan and and like the price isn't such an issue, I, it's definitely worth a run through. I think. I definitely agree. If uh, if it's definitely within your price range and you're a huge Resident Evil fan, you'll you'll love this experience. Yeah. And do you know how long the event goes until? I think that's at least in New York. I think or... it's either almost done or today was the last day, so mm. it could be one. <laughs> I really don't know. I just saw. I saw it. We went, and so we should definitely we'll put it in the in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. And that's it, right? Yeah, that's it. time to escape yeah. the podcast room. Time to escape the podcast room. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm Andy Carasquillo. You can get me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. I'm Chris Sampson. You can find me on Twitter at KyoNitraForHire. That's K-Y-O, NitraForHire. And I'm Stan Gadurski. You can find me on Twitter at StanDoom. Doom. Doom. And now we have a new place where you can reach us for all your info, comments. Yeah, uh, comments, feedback, questions? Email us. What's the email? <laughs> Pals at supernerdpals.com. Hell yeah. Hell That's yeah. mad official. That sounds so good audio way. I'm, a, <laughs> I'm about to email it myself because it sounds so good to my ears. <laughs> Pals well, what are you going to email? She's going to be like, Stan, you beautiful. Love, Stan. <laughs> and I'll open it like, oh, yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's said from the future that you changed the timestamp. <laughs> P.S. Don't open the door. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Isn't there oh, more? Wait, Isn't there yeah, more stuff oh, to say? We, where where else can they stuff? find us, Andy? Oh, yeah. Twitter at supernerdpals.com. Uh, Facebook. Stan. Facebook.com slash group slash supernerdpals. Um, there's find us Instagram, Tumblr. Tumblr. Bunch of bunch of other things. Just Google us. You'll find us. iTunes, find SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Google Don't Play, whatever whatever you want <laughs> is there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you're listening to this, uh, be sure to like, rate, share, and subscribe, and tell your friends. That's the best way to spread the podcast and you know grow grow our community. And if you have a friend that's been interested in the Resident Evil or any escape room, don't listen to this episode. True facts. And if you've been in there. Drop us a line. Did I, you win? Did you did you die? Did you did, did, you, grab the did you die? Email us. <laughs> no, if you're a ghost, don't email. I don't want no ghost emails in my inbox. I will delete oh, them. I do. I do. Stan. You can email me at Chris at SuperNerdPal. Send me all your <laughs> Send all your haunted mail to Chris at SuperNerdPals.com. I'm done with that. Send that me <laughs> and the at SuperNerdPals. Meanwhile, Stan's like, picks. nope. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Um, you could... You can definitely send Stan an email that just says, Stan, you beautiful. Love, ghost Stan. <laughs> send an email to Ryan because she loves spooky shit too. So, Ryan at supernerdpals.com. <laughs> Not Stan. Just give him, just give him all away. Just give away every email. Every email. Stan at supernerdpals.com. Uh, <laughs> great. Now they're going to send me like the ghost dolls and shit. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Peace out. Cub Scout.